0: What's going on, Vikings fans? It's Gabe Henderson here. Just wanted to give you guys an update that after we recorded this week's edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast on Wednesday, we found out Wednesday night that the Vikings had officially traded for Rams, now Vikings running back Cam Akers. And it is a move that caught a lot of fans by storm, but also a move that has a lot of Vikings fans excited. And now we bring in Vikings.com's Jay Nelson to Help me dissect what the actual move means for this Minnesota Vikings team. Alexander Madison is still on the roster. The only thing the Vikings had to give up for Cam Akers is a 2026 conditional sixth round pick for the Rams conditional a seventh round pick in 2026. So we didn't have to give up much, but Cam Akers is now officially a Minnesota Viking.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. There's been a lot of rumors with him just in general what was going to happen to him. It was kind of funky that after the first week or so and he wasn't getting a lot of playing time, even social media-wise, he was kind of saying, I don't really know what's happening at this point. Um, there have been a lot of rumors purely because of having the Wes Phillips and Kevin O'Connell connection with the Rams that maybe this was a landing spot for him. Um, I just think it kind of shows that you know the front office is going to do whatever they can at this point mm-hmm. to keep adding playmakers. And if you know whatever was going on in L.A. and it doesn't work there, you know Kweisi made the move here yep. i'm sure with kevin's blessing to go out and get another playmaker so he's only 24 years old yep. he's an, an exciting dynamic guy when, when he's on the field and so i was very intrigued and uh you know put a little smirk on my face when i saw cam pop up so <laughs> hopefully um this just kind of proves that you know yeah we're 0 and two right now but nobody at this point's doing anything to uh think that the season's over like we're doing everything we can to keep adding some names and speaking of adding names the Vikings just added another
0: name to their offense in right guard or left guard however you want to put it Dalton Reisner he's been very active on Twitter Vikings fans have been saying go out and get Reisner well Kevin O'Connell, Do Doflamenta, they didn't listen to social media. They listened to the needs of the offensive line with so many injuries and they acquired Dalton Reisner for one year, I think worth four million in free agency. And, um, to have a guy, another guy to protect Kirk up front, what does this mean for this Minnesota Vikings team?
1: I think it's it's a really interesting move. I mean, we know after the the, the Philly game, it looked like we were down to like six active guys on the roster at that mm-hmm. point during the game. Yeah. So it just kind of felt like you know he'd been in there before. There'd been a couple weeks um, that been kind of this in between of when he had been here to to this past week. Um, it just kind of feels like it was a right fit, right time. And you know, if they sign him for a one year deal, it's a it's definitely a prove it deal. Fact, he came. Okay. in as a veteran after the fact means it's a week-to-week thing kind of Nothing for him guaranteed. so like exactly so with no guarantees he's gonna have to earn it and prove it but here's the thing like given his pedigree and his background mm-hmm. and the numbers that he had put up in, in previous seasons it just feels like if this guy works out he's going to be kind of a steal for us so I think uh it sounds like he's happy to be here and, and a bunch of the public's happy that he's here too sure. so um just between both Dalton and cam at this point it seems like uh two really solid moves and we'll see what happens if they're up to speed for this weekend or if if it's going to be something moving forward. Yeah, the experience
0: alone, you hit that right on the head. Cam Akers has already won a Super Bowl with Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips. Dalton Reisner has already started 62 games in the NFL, over 3,000 snaps, including special teams. So there are two valuable players that the Vikings are adding to their roster. And to help bolster this offense, it only means the Vikings are still in win now mode, even though they're 0 2 at this point. But the next team up is the L.A. Chargers, and that is the basis of this week's Minnesota Vikings podcast as we bring in former Vikings team reporter Eric Smith, who is the senior editor for the L.A. Chargers, as well as Josh Mantellis, the Swiss Army knife for this Minnesota Vikings defense. Both of those guys joined this show, and we hope all of you that are listening to this Minnesota Vikings podcast enjoy the rest of the show. Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the week three edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Gabe Henderson. I'm alongside Jay Nelson, Eric Davidson, and our special guest of the night, Mr. Eric Smith. And by the way, this show is brought to you by Pepsi. It is made for Vikings watching. Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, We just teased our guest of the night. He is a former colleague of ours. He is the former Vikings team reporter now serving as a senior staff writer for the L.A. Chargers, our guy. Mr. Eric Smith, Eric, what's going on, man?
2: What's up, guys? How are you? It's great to be on.
0: Yeah, glad, glad to have you on. I think um, it's still going to be kind of weird seeing you at US Bank Stadium on Sunday, but not rocking purple on the other sideline. <laughs> and I know there's some some, I guess, drinks on the radar before uh, the game starts, but it's going to be so good to see you, my friend.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, for sure. I'm looking forward to catching up with you guys and and all the other, uh, you know, former former colleagues. And, yeah, I mean, we obviously knew the Chargers were coming there this year, and uh, when we saw it was week three, you know, personally I was very happy that it wasn't, you know, like, you know, December or January, and it wasn't going to be too cold. Um, I've gotten a little soft out here in the, in the sunshine in <laughs> California. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's good. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you guys, and um, hopefully we get a good game.
1: Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, for both squads at this point, let's just rip the bandaid off. Both of us are 0-2 at this point, mm-hmm. desperately looking for a win this week. And so it's just kind of uh, eerie how both these teams currently are kind of mirroring each other. Um, you know, I guess what is the current temperature happening in Chargers Land?
2: Uh, yeah, frustration would probably be at the top of the list. This is not at all how the Chargers wanted to start their season, given just you know, honestly, just the expectation that, that this team had going in, into the season. Uh, you know, Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, has asked. Uh, preseason he was like you know what what what's your message to the team what's the you know the vibe right now and he said we want to do everything at a super bowl standard that was the quote he used and to me that says hey they have lofty goals they want to make a run and they think they're one of the best teams in the afc The two games you know, we, we don't have a win, and that, it's tough. It's tough to, to swallow that. You know, granted, both losses have been by a combined five points, so it's not like we're getting blown out, you know, and the Chargers are right there in every game. I mean, you guys know that's how the Vikings operate too, but it just hasn't fully clicked yet. Yeah. But, you know, i say time is kind of running out. You know, you, you definitely don't want to start 0-3. One game, it's, you know, hey, if you lose one game, that's fine. Two, two in a row, okay, that's a little bit more cause for concern. But if you start 0-3, I mean, that's a, a tough hole to dig out of and, and try to get your way back into the playoff.
0: And I think especially with the, the level of players on both teams, I mean, you guys have a, a top 10 quarterback in the league, maybe top five by some people. We have, you know, a top five receiver, maybe top three by some people. And you look at that and say, that's what you can build uh, both teams around to have success. But when you look at just you guys making the trip over here, I believe it's the second of six games this year where you guys are going into a different time zone that's more than an hour difference. Like, how does the Chargers adjust to making another trip that's two hours behind you guys' scheduled time?
2: Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. I mean, being out here on the West Coast, travel is is tough. For sure. You know, and, and we just had a game in Nashville against the Titans where the kickoff was 10 a.m. West Coast time. So, so you, you got to get up, get some coffee, try and get get yourself ready to go. And it's going it to be the same thing in Minnesota. You know, I mean, I know all too well how, how loud, you know, those Vikings fans are going to be, especially, you know, coming home at 0-2. They're going to be doing all they can to try to help the Vikings get a win. Um, it's going to be a tough environment, you know, for my money, probably the the toughest environment all season. And, yeah, like, like Jay said at the top, I think it's fair to say you have two desperate teams at 0-2. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. I mean, it's desperation, wrap it up, and let's go.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Vikings fans excited because there are still a limited number of tickets available for Sunday's game. Against the Chargers on Vikings.com, Jay.
1: Yeah, so, Eric, you know, one of the things that's been kind of a, a mirror between both of the teams as well has been you have a hot offense who's scoring a lot of points and everything, and then defensively, you know, there's been kind of boomer bust with certain pieces of it. You know, you guys, like you said, you've lost by a combined five points. We've lost by a combined nine points. Um, you guys currently offensively are, are sixth in points scored at 58, but 30th in points allowed at 63 what do you think is the biggest key for the Chargers this weekend coming into a hostile environment there at U.S. Bank Stadium?
2: Yeah, like you said, two losses by, by five combined points. It's been tough. The offense has been pretty good through two games. You know, week one, we, we ran the ball really well. Week two, we threw the ball really well. Um, it just hasn't clicked and been, like, fully clean yet, I think. Um, and, and I think a big point of emphasis with that was uh, in overtime against Tennessee. I mean, the Chargers win the toss. To have a chance to win the game and the offense goes three and out. And there was a couple mistakes in there that just can't, can't happen when, when, when you have the game on the line like that. But if you're asking me the, the number one thing that the Chargers have to do to win, it's something that really, I think no one has been able to figure out yet. And that's try to slow down Justin Jefferson. Uh, you mentioned the, the, the points allowed the Chargers also ranked last in the NFL and um, explosive pl- uh, pass plays allowed. And that, You know, obviously he's right up J.J.'s alley. So yeah, you know, the Chargers and and Brandon Staley are going to have to have some type of crazy game plan to to slow him down. And even then, like, you just try to do the best you can. But if the Vikings can gash the Chargers through the air, that's going to make for a long day. So Mm -hmm. they're going to have to try to find some sort of answer to J.J., which, you know, as we all know, is is much easier said than done.
0: Yeah, and and just having that guy in number 18 on our team, that, that makes the confidence level go up higher. But for you guys, not having number 30 on your offense, Austin Eckler, how how big is that? I know you talked about you guys ran the ball well in week one with Austin Eckler um, as the starting running back. Well, week two, he didn't play, and you guys threw the ball well. So how much of that effect is due to Austin Eckler not being uh, active for game day?
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was definitely a big piece. Um, you know, it's it kind of up in the air whether or not he plays on Sunday. I mean, we're still a few days away from mm-hmm. that. You know, I mean, it, the Chargers couldn't run the ball – In week two mostly because it's just tennessee's defense i mean they they have a fantastic defensive front they bottle everyone up really like it wasn't just a one-time thing against the chargers but yeah you know i mean ideally in in an ideal world you know the chargers want to pound the rock and then hit these like deep explosive plays to play action uh with herbert you know showing off his skill set and then you know obviously the receivers we have on the outside that's like the, the the perfect game plan but you know, rarely does that happen in the NFL. You know, there's always something that goes on. Um, but yeah, I think trying to establish the run early is, is going to be a pretty big uh, point of emphasis for the Chargers on Sunday.
0: Eric, these are these are two teams that made the playoffs this past year, and uh, that was the expectations going into 2023. But as we started the show, this team, both of these teams, have started 0-2. So, how do you define success? I mean, I'm going to give you the, the lever to answer for the Vikings also because you worked here for so long. But how do you define success for both teams?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think both teams are in, a, are in a much different spot. I think for the Chargers, success this year is making the playoffs and going on a run. But mm-hmm. the team did not shy away from that. Uh, in the offseason, and the preseason, you know, leading up to week one, that was clearly the goal, especially given the way last season ended in the, in the playoffs. For the, for the Vikings for success, you know, I think development of young players, I think, is, is always something to, to keep an eye on. Um, but the biggest question probably has to do with the quarterback, right? Like, I know Kirk isn't under contract next year, and it's kind of up in the air with that. But, you know, if your season doesn't go the way you want and you end up with a high pick, well, then maybe you end up getting a, a first-round quarterback in the draft. And although this year will be bad because you didn't have a good year, but I think finding a long-term quarterback – would be a success
1: for the Vikings. So really quick then, if that's the case, you know, one thing that we haven't touched on much then is, Ben, your defense there with the Chargers. You know, it's something that um, with all the yards and everything that they've been giving up, I mean, they have some superstars on that defense still, Hmm. pass rushers in in Khalil Mack and uh, Mr. Bosa. And then you've still got your Asante Samuel Jr. and some Derwin James and other guys in the secondary. Like, what is – seemingly the issue then that, that they've been having knowing that they've been giving up, you know, 333 yards a game passing and that kind of stuff. Like, you've had leads in all of these games, yeah. yet you just still can't close it out. Like, what has been the biggest thing defensively then that's been so leaky for them?
2: Yeah, like I said, it's been those, like, explosive pass plays allowed. And it's, it's frustrating and, like, almost, like, confounding a little bit because, like, literally the, the staple of a Brandon Staley defense when he preaches from day one is that he wants – his defense to not give up big plays through the air. He's fine if if the Chargers give up some yards on the ground, but he'd rather give up a five-yard run than a 50-yard pass because then the offense is obviously down the field so much quicker. But through two weeks and really through the first, you know, a couple years that we've been here, they just can't stop giving up big plays. And the coverage they're playing, you know, the players they have, they've been in the system. These are the same coverages they've ran for for multiple seasons now I don't know it just hasn't clicked you know and I think that's what's so frustrating it's like if you have a good defensive coach and you have good defensive players what's missing I think that's what we're trying to figure out right now
0: well Eric man we we certainly certainly appreciate your time I know at owners meetings with the annual league meeting earlier this year uh, you were doing a story you were working on a story with Brandon Staley and Kevin O'Connell so uh, I know Vikings fans are looking forward to seeing that that drop. Is that on chargers.com Will that will that be out later this week?
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. It'll be on chargers.com on uh on Thursday morning.
0: Best of luck with it. I'll be sure to to promote that on social media. I'm sure we all will, but congratulations again, man. Looking forward to having you back.
2: Yeah, me too, guys. I can't wait. Um you know, the game aside, I I miss all you guys for <laughs> sure. Uh looking looking forward to catching up and um Yeah, it should be
0: fun. Always great talking to our guy, Mr. Eric Smith. Looking forward to having him back here in Minnesota uh, this upcoming Sunday. But also coming back to the show when we get back from the break is Mr. Josh Metellus, Minnesota Vikings safety. So don't turn the dial. We'll be right back with the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Cow care and comfort is a number one priority for dairy farmers as wholesome milk starts with healthy and happy cows. Brought to you by Undeniably Dairy.
1: Spillan Montage is the Twin Cities' premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings Cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Shanhassan, there's a Spillan close to you. Visit online at Spillan.com. All right, welcome back to the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented
0: by Pepsi. I'm Gabe Henderson, that's Jay Nelson, and we have the special privilege of sitting down with Minnesota Vikings safety, I don't. I want to just call you the Minnesota Vikings Swiss Army Knife, Mr. Josh Metellus. Josh, thanks for joining us, man. Uh,
3: thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, great conversations with you guys always. So I'm excited.
0: Man, it's fir- first and foremost, this is a we had an early bye week. Um, had a two games in eleven days. However you want to put it, and then you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. How how did that look like? How did that look for you? Those extra three days off. What did you do? Uh, in those days, I,
3: I would say a quick reset. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of just you know soaking in the family time. Um, you know, we don't have a bye week till week thirteen, so you know, this, this was our my one last shot. I knew I had you know to just sit down and relax. You know, watch some good football this uh, Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Uh, so I think you know it was just a good reset for mentally, physically, just to hang around. You know, do do what I wake up and I have a plan. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of go through the motions with the fam. I think uh, that was a big part
1: after the. Two games in eight days, Uh, you finally got that little bit of a mini buy, but like you already commented, that week 13 real buy that's coming, knowing that you've kind of got this this chunk now of 11 games that you're going to have to run, mentally knowing that the season just started and now you've got this extra couple days, how is that going to set you up for the next 11 games until you get to that next bye?
3: Yeah, it's just about uh, finding a routine. I would say, uh, you know, especially when we we don't have two routine weeks uh, to start off the season, you know, you get the long – whatever you want to call it, leading up to the first game, that's not a true uh, game week. And then you got the short week on the Thursday game. So we haven't had a true routine week. So, you know, these next 13 or 11 weeks is up until week 13 is more about just getting a routine in place. You know, how can you prepare yourself to play at a high level on, on Sundays, Mondays, uh, whichever ones we play. But I think, uh, you know, just finding that routine and figuring out, you know, uh, what we need to do to attack uh, attack each day to get better, I think is going to be a big part for us. Josh, you, you did a,
0: a, a an initial press conference when you signed your two-year extension. Mm-hmm. You did a, a press conference. You did your signing video. That's on Vikings.com. But no one has really talked to you. You <laughs> haven't really heard anything <laughs> since signing that, that big contract, man. First and foremost, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Thank um, but two, like, what is life like now?
3: Uh, I would say uh, life is uh, – the same, but life is good. Uh, I would say, you know, it definitely helps having a peace of mind, especially, you know, the past three years, I didn't even know if I was going to make the team. Yep. You know, to it's know crazy. now know, like, the team is extending me and uh, I'm going to be here for uh, three three years, two, uh, two after this one. Uh, I think it's uh, just uh, really, really good for me to just have that peace of mind and just going out there and playing free. I think, you know, it happened right before the season, so it was already – Uh, In a a period where, you know, you couldn't have too much time to, you know, enjoy it, you -hmm. know, enjoy the reward. But at the end of the day, you know, we got a job to do. And, you know, I'm getting paid to play football, you know, and that's what we're doing now. So it's just exciting knowing knowing I can go out there and play free and not have to worry about all those other things that come with it.
0: Sixth round draft pick, uh, University of Michigan. Ah, COVID year was your first year, slowly starting to learn the ropes. Last year, towards the end of the season, you get your first seal on your jersey because Brian O'Neill goes down. Just your story of how you got here, man. Like, what has that been like? What has been that drive that's kept you going to get to this point?
3: Uh, I would say resiliency. I, uh, I, I always talk about how my mom uh, is a big part of like the way I approach life and uh, the way I just see things, and uh, it's just because you know I've, I've seen her get knocked down so many times and stand back up. You know like nothing's happened and uh just having that example growing up you know i've always been one of those tough kids who get knocked down and stands back up faster than you know the guy who probably knocked me down so i i would say you know just being able to keep pushing and keep working and keep getting better and keep grinding you know when you got all these other outside factors like covid you get cut on p squad you know you're not playing you can let all those things affect you but you know for me it's just kind of just how can I be the best me every day? How can I go out there and portray myself in a, in a good light, you know, and help the team? I think uh, a big part of it is being the team guy. I think, uh, you know, I, I go about every season and every, uh, every practice, every game, uh, every minute I'm in the uh, building is trying to help this organization win. And uh, I think, you know, just approaching things the right way has gotten me uh, to this spot. And I think uh, I would just continue to keep being me and uh, keep reaping the rewards.
1: And I think that's part of the reason why you do have that, you know, captain's patch on your jersey at this point. You know, last year you'd expressed just how much that meant to you uh, to get that honor there uh, later in the season, and then this year to be voted as one of the captains. What does that mean for you? Like you talked about your journey to go through that journey, get to that point where now you're recognized as a leader in the locker room, and just know like your voice has even extra meaning at this point, given how everybody else looks at you.
3: Uh, it's amazing. I think uh, anytime you get to. Uh... Get voted by your peers, and uh, you know the the guys who where it matters the most. The guys where you look left and right, and you see them on the field with you. I think you know be, being voted by them has definitely uh, held a special place in my heart. You know, I think uh, all all eight of us, you know, definitely uh, know that it's a big task. But you know, I think we're all up for it. I think being the captain of an NFL team is something you know uh, I will talk about for the rest of my life. You know, bigger than any any uh, game that I've won so far, unless you know, obviously it's the big game. But uh, it, bigger than any game that I played in, won any pick that I've had. I think that C on my chest means a lot. You know, I think uh, you walk into my house, you see that right as soon as you walk in. Got <laughs> yeah. got the jersey up, uh, even got it up on my goal board. That was one of my biggest goals. You know, going into the season was wow. to get voted captain, yeah. just because I think it's such a high honor. Sure. And uh, I'm excited to lead this team. You know, every every week we go out there, and I think. You know, it definitely helps me be more on my on uh, my stuff. You know, makes helps me uh, approach things in a different way, knowing that I gotta be a leader
1: for sure. And that's actually something that you know, even now when you talk to the legacy players and the legends that are a part of this organization, they still talk to about the guys. As um, Jim Marshall comes to mind literally nicknamed Captain. That's how everybody <laughs> yeah. looks at him still. Yeah. 50, 50 <laughs> right. years later at this point, he still remembered as Captain. So for you to earn that, congratulations. That's Thank a huge you. honor. Thank yeah. you. How much fun is uh, playing on this defense this year? You know, just kind of how aggressive it seemed through the first two yeah, games. Uh, how much fun is it for you guys to be able to go out there on a weekly basis?
3: I think it's really fun. I think uh, it's just going to continue to be more fun when we start stacking uh, wins in the win column and we start getting more turnovers. You know, I think uh, the type of defense we play is a high-risk, high-reward defense. So, you know, mm-hmm. once we start getting the rewards, I think, you know, we're going to start having a lot more fun. Uh, we're still, you know, it's still new to a, a, a lot of us. I mean, pretty much all of us. So I think, you know, once we uh getting a good handle on it and figuring out how this defense works and uh, what all of our specific roles look like in the defense, I think, you know, it's just going to just keep elevating and elevating. High risk, high reward. Explain that for a fan who doesn't know what that
0: actually means when it comes to executing plays.
3: Yep, uh, we're aggressive. Uh, so, you know, you can sit back and play – Low risk, low reward, which is letting you know letting the ball get caught in front of you, not mm-hmm. letting anything deep, and then you could play a high reward, high risk where you're blitzing. You know, you're banking on guys. Y'all you know, getting a, getting the quarterback <laughs> down. You know, you got eyes, you got vision, you're breaking on the ball. You know, you you sacrifice not having as much people in coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're sending a lot of uh, a lot of pressure. So I think uh, you know the way the ways we do that and the ways we uh, implement that within our scheme, I think it uh, does a great job of being a high risk, high reward, but smart at the same time. You know, where we're just not throwing it every play and then uh, you know we we have guys having a bunch of explosives on us I think we only gave up two or three, four, three or four exposed in the past couple games, which which isn't a lot.
0: A lot of it's second half, too. So, you know, yeah. I know it's a it's a team game and it's a complimentary game. So I, I'm excited to see what this little rest break does for this team. Just understanding that, all right, we got a break, guys are fresh, and now the guys get to go back there and play again. Jay?
1: Yeah, I think with that, though, the high risk, high reward, that means that for you guys on the back end, there's going to be a whole lot of kind of <laughs> one-on-one. 50-50. Exactly.
3: 50-50 uh, deep ball situations. That's what we like to call them, 50-50. Means they got a good chance of catching the ball as we do, and uh, as a DB, we're gonna have to make a lot of those plays, uh, majority of them, if we want to have a good defense. Yeah. As a as a defensive back, when you play a guy in Justin
0: Herbert who has the most passed attempts since entering the league, like what does that
3: do for you? Understanding that being a DB. Yep, they're they're attacking you. Yep, uh, our our biggest thing, uh, the mo, the more I think the big thing about him is how good he is with the football in mm-hmm. his hands. You say you talk about how his past attempts. Well, we talked about today how this year so far they have no turnovers, not yeah. a pick, not a fumble, not anything. So <laughs> they do a great job protecting the ball, and that's yep. with mm-hmm. uh, ten being as good as he is. You know, knowing where to go with the ball and his ball placement. So I think uh, knowing that they are a big uh, pass happy offense. You know, they like explosive plays mm-hmm. down the field with their uh, big receivers, Mike Williams. And uh, right. Keenan Allen, yep. I think that as the defensive back, you know, we got our, we got a challenge this week. You know, we got to make sure we keep the ball in front of us. We got to make sure we win those 50-50 uh, deep ball situations. And, you know, we got to make him pay when he makes a bad throw.
1: Yeah, I think I saw the stat that said that um, they're the first team with 50-plus points and zero interceptions. <laughs> crazy. That's 0-2. Crazy. Like, that. There's never <laughs> that's, that's never happened right. in NFL that's history. That's kind of crazy. Right. So it just shows you, like, how, <laughs> how potent they can be. Yeah. And, and – You know, the whole thing, too, like we've been looking for being able to get more turnovers and and get more opportunities, especially defensively, just to help the offense get the ball back in their hands and let them go score some points. I think that's going to be a a fun challenge for you guys this week is just to get those guys to do something they haven't done so far Mm -hmm. through two games. Mm -hmm. My last
0: question for you is just understanding we we started this year our 0-2, two games that we should have easily won, but you can't get those games back. What is the message now in the locker room? What what are some what, what is Kevin O'Connell, Brian Flores, what are they preaching now to get these guys back on track going to LA? Uh,
3: a sense of urgency is the uh, phrase being used, a sense of, sense of urgency. And, uh, you know, it's not really everybody being Superman, you mm-hmm. know, everybody making plays that they're not supposed to make. It's about everybody executing the game plan, doing your job 110%, and uh, being intentional about our work and mm-hmm. our preparation. I think, you know, if we attack the week the right way and uh, we go into the game, and, you know, we have that good preparation and foundation uh set. I think, you know, we'll be in a good spot on Sunday and uh let, let our players just play. You know, I think a lot of it uh is self inflicted and you know, if we limit the self inflicted uh wounds, you know, our skies through the limit. Our limit
0: it's guy, the sky, Sound how Michael, we say Sound it. Michael Jordan. No. You, know, you know how it goes. The ceiling is the roof. You know how it goes. <laughs> ceiling, you know how it goes. The sky's the limit. <laughs> Look, our defense, man, it's, it's so good to see that our defense is a dependable unit so far, and I'm just looking forward to seeing how that kind of culminates to win. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, appreciate you joining us, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you thanks for having me. Vikings fans, before we close, just want to let you know again, there are a limited number of tickets for Sunday's game against the Chargers. They're available right now on Vikings.com. For Jay Nelson, Josh Mantellis, Eric
2: Smith, and Eric Davidson, guys, we will talk to you next week.